while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Even though it's not gonna, not gonna really influence what I do anyway. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can, you know, it's good for you. I guess you could say later. I told him not to say that. Yeah, that's that's what it is. <laughs> so anything Chris says that you don't like, I told him never to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, listen, don't ever say this that thing. If you're like, well, Chris said that. I can't believe. I don't think Marcus thinks that way, or I don't think he'd tell. I don't think he'd condone that. I don't. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> That's why there's two of us. That's yeah, exactly. So, so Marcus, though, though you did develop some news um, out of the out of the sheriff's transition, I thought it was very I, interesting. I sired some news. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> bro- you broke a little news. This is a serious show. You want to, you want to keep it serious, Marcus? It's serious topics, but. No, really, no. Um, on the sheriff's transition, mm-hmm. we all learned something. Yeah, so... Including um, the new sheriff. Here's how the news sort of developed that day. There was a media availability. Um, so the, there was a tour of the Bristol County... Sh- uh, Haro talked about this yesterday, but if you missed it, you can catch it on the podcast. But I'll give you the gist of what happened. I think it, you could you should listen to his comments because they're really interesting. But basically... There was a transition meet, uh, transition meeting, which was breakfast in Attleboro between the sheriff and the um, sheriff elect. Right. Pretty jarring image that I saw of those two sitting at a table, <laughs> apparently being nice. Right. Because they said, like I said, they've been at that point they'd been together in the same place exactly two times. Well, of course, your concern is you've been in the room with Hodgson and you know how charismatic he really is. So there you are watching Haroon. Charismatic drop. is a fantastic euphemism for how he was that right? night. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. pull you into the in, into yeah. his universe. He, he really, he, you know, he really is an extraordinarily charismatic charismatic person. But um, but and you're but, watching Haroon. But his charisma, <laughs> his charisma really, sh- really showed in that in that uh, in that debate. He was very intense right. and. Um, I think to the, you know, like he was, some people were saying, look, people that supported him, which are a lot of people, which oh, was, yeah. you know, just barely a minority of the people in the, in the county, apparently. Right. Very close race. Yeah. It was a very close race. Um, lo- loved it because right. that's just who he is. Yes. Right. And, uh, he was, you know, some people said, oh, he's interruptive or this and that. I'm telling you that this room was so intense. Right. <laughs> it really was. This room was so intense. And I didn't say this on air um, because I didn't want to because I don't like to talk about off-air things on air. Right. But Haro talked about it, so I'm going to talk about it now. Yep. Um, yesterday, he was saying, like, you were in the de- – he said the same thing. You were in the room for that debate. 
that entire news break, which is about seven or so minutes, right, with the intro and all that, about seven or so minutes, they wouldn't stop yelling at each other. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> right. It really was. We went, we went, we took a bathroom break, and then I remember John Darling was there, and I'm like, are they still going? He goes, they're still going. <laughs> and then I We're come in the in, hallway going, this is incredible. <laughs> they're yelling. Right. And I, and I just kind of like sit there, and then I'm sitting there, they're still going, and I'm like putting my headphones on, the news is going, I'm like, they're still going. I go, guys, save it for the air, right? Right. right? And then, so we get back, and you know, they do their thing. That was the call segment. So, they have breakfast, they're apparently really nice, and they talked about how... Um, you know, their experiences and corrections and all that. And Haru actually had said to me, and I put that in the column on that, is that they could, um, is that they commiserated over how rumors are endemic in this business, okay. the business of politics, yes. right? So, um, seems like they found, found a lot of common ground, which is good, which is good. I think both of them really care about the the employees and the inmates, yes, um, and the mission of the of the of the office. And I think you can really tell that sheriff. And I, I said this, you know, I, I didn't agree with most of the things that he said, and I'd ventured to say almost all of them. Right. But I always said that I don't think his sincerity in in how he cares about the job right. can be put in question because he I does. Agree. I agree with you. He had a farewell address which I covered um, that I thought was very. It was nice to Haru, but he also wanted to def- defend the part, you know, the key parts of his legacy. Sure, immigration for one. He he, you know, little comments didn't get into a whole thing. Like this is why. Just made listen. This I feel this way because of this. One of those was the removal of certain amenities for inmates, which he did as soon as he got appointed, basically, right in '97. He took away TVs in the cells, yes. in the individual cells of the inmates, uh, and he took away weights, and he said. In his farewell address, and he said this on air, he said this, you know, multiple times over probably hundreds over 25 years, that if they're playing, said playing cards, watching TV or doing other stuff like the, you know, he gave the bleachers to Hastings Middle School, right? Right. Um, and then tried to get a thank you for you. Tried to get a thank you from me, and I told you I went to private school. <laughs> right, 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 right. Hastings right, right, right. were mean to me, <laughs> but um, but uh, but he put the bleachers in Hastings Middle School. Um, and all of that. Where the scoreboard high school, at the um, where, at the YMCA, I think, or the um, uh, boys club. Boys club. The yeah. boys club in New Bedford. Um, and and uh, by the way, just that used to be the Fairhaven High School where they used to play in that in that gym. And I believe before they put that addition on, right? Uh, they used to play in, in Hastings. I don't know if it was back in '97, but whatever. So um, so. He talked about all that. He said if they're doing that, they're not going to focus on the programming that we have available, like job training. He's been talking a lot about because it was just recent, recently implemented. I'm sure he wanted to see that through sure. uh, the implementation of the CDL program. Which is really almost a reason to go to jail. If you, if you have a, rather, rather than going to a tractor trailer That's school, one of those. That's one of those. That's one of the things Marcus doesn't want to agree with. I don't want you to think <laughs> but, I agree with. But look, if you, if you, no, no, you, you want to go to a tractor trailer school, they're pretty expensive, right? Yeah, they are. But if you go to jail, yeah, Bristol yeah. County, you have a, you, you have an, a CDL. You, if you're there for, and I think you'd, you'd have to be there for a little bit, but if you're there for enough time. Yeah, Marcus, as a tr- criminal defense attorney or experienced one. What kind of a sentence would they need to really complete the CDL program? Well, what kind of crime would they need to commit? I'm, I'm a, I was an attorney. I'm not uh, a CD. I'm not one that that has a lot of experience in CDL licensure. Well, what kind of crime would they need to commit to say get a two year sentence so they could really complete the program? Probably multiple crimes, okay. and then this one was like just are, for the kids out there. Yeah, let, <laughs> yeah. You'd probably, I mean, for someone, but nothing to get a, so much to get a state sentence. The average, the average 
So basically how it works is the House of Houses of Correction in county prisons in the Commonwealth are up to two and a half years. Anything beyond that is state. So like people always think a wall pole, C- right. uh, C- uh, MCI, Cedar Junction, what it called. But, um, but what would you have to do but not do to go to the state? In other words, you want to get two years of the House of Correction, but you don't want to get sent to the state. So it's got to be enough but not too much. Yeah, probably. So CDL. Pro- like I said, <laughs> <laughs> said you probably have to that's a sixty thousand dollar a year job mm-hmm. so i'm not going to tell you how to get a two and a half year sentence but people who get a two and a half year sentence which is the most that you can spend in county jail right either did something really bad or were convicted of doing something really bad or um have like multiple offenses of something right but, but i think it's safe to say let's not consider a drunk driving offense that may impede your ability unless to get a CDL. unless it's a unless you've um, let, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you want to commit something that's... Anyway. Not a driving offense. Anyway. So. <laughs> so. Well, um... Job th- training. There, there's, yeah. So they, they can focus on the recreation. They If they focus on doing that stuff, like, you know, what he basically had chalked up to, like, you know, basically goofing off or not taking advantage of the programs that you have or not taking, let's say... Uh, advantage uh, of the time that you may have to, you know, do something constructive or whatever, right? If you want to, you can, if you don't have any of these amenities available to you all the time that you can do. All right. So that the impression that people would get from that is that there are no TVs in the house of correction, right? That there are no playing cards in the house of correction, right? Right. And that basically all you can do is basically all you can do is, Counseling or yeah, job training, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or or you know whatever the the, the religious stuff. Yeah. That's basically that's 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 the impression, and I think that's the impression that he wanted to put forward. Sure. But what Haro said was he went to Ash, he went to Dartmouth House of Correction, right? Then there was the media availability. Then later he went to Ash Street. So in that media availability, he was talking about Dartmouth. He said Dartmouth looks like prisons that I've worked in before right. because he worked as a, a in, in prisons and he worked as a consultant for prisons afterwards. So he said it's a lot like prisons I've worked in before. And then afterwards, he had time to think about it. He texted me actually and said, "You know, actually, you know," he said, "Listen, uh, these are the things." I'd already sent the column out; it's published, right? So right. I said, "Tell you what, come on tonight. We can talk about it." And then I can I can put out another piece that clarifies your your comments and right. so and so I and so I did so he came on and he said what are you surprised about with Ash Street was that Ash Street um that the people at Ash Street were using iPad uh, not iPads but tablets okay because when I talked to Darnley he said it's like an iPad so it might be a Surface or it might be something like that okay it has limited um, internet accessibility which means. You can't like go on Amazon and buy stuff, okay. but you can message. Uh, you can um, like uh, message people from home. Okay. You can download music and books. You can also order stuff on the commissary, okay. right? On that iPad. So he said he didn't. He like was breakfast in bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's you can get breakfast in bed. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Can order an eggs Benny right from the right from the. It's getting better all the time. <laughs> yeah, can order an eggs Benny. Um, no, uh, but you can order stuff from the commissary. So he didn't say he knew that he didn't think those those amenities were available, and it, it he wanted. Neither did I. I didn't either. So, um, well, it's because Hodgson didn't tell us that. No, exactly. That's my point. You yeah. know, I, I, he and if he did, 
he didn't do it enough. Like the thing is, is when you're communicating a message to the public, you have to do it repeatedly in order for it to sink in. He knows that. Of course. Um, so uh, if he said it, he didn't. I don't think said it enough to say, "Hey, this isn't the you know this isn't the barren hellscape that you think it is." We have right. iPads, right. right? Or we have this. We right. have that. We have iPads. <laughs> 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 so we <laughs> Benedict. No, um, so so he didn't do any of that. So Hero wanted to clarify his comments on that. He said it was encouraging to see stuff like that being implemented uh, there because he is broadly supportive of that. And apparently, what uh, Darling had told me that it, that ha- that had been going on for a while okay. now. Um, so uh, you know, I I guess and, and the other thing I thought was interesting was. Well, first, let's let's get into let's before we get to that. Okay. Let's get into why wouldn't Sheriff Hodgson communicate that to people? Hey, they have tablets; they can email people and all of that. Because there was a there was a whole conversation during his campaign about uh, jail calls. And yeah, the, well, that, that's very interesting, Marcus. You say that because when you just said it's news to me that someone could message. So send emails or yeah, yeah. I, IMs, whatever, yeah, back and yes. forth. So I'm assuming it's emails. Yeah. You know, I'm assuming it's it's emails and not like a, a WhatsApp thing or a messenger. I am assuming. I don't, okay. I, I guess I could do a deeper dive into it some other time. But because uh, I assume that since Hero supports it, it's going to stay. Oh, we have inmates listening now. They could tell us. But, the, the, <laughs> you know, they could message us. I don't think they Do can. we ever get? Oh, the, does the WBSM app it available? Better, it better. It should be available. So anyway, so um, I, I guess maybe it didn't work with the messaging he wanted to put out there. Yeah, I would agree with that, 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 it, that it's at least individually conflicts with his overall message. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean I'm glad they have it. I mean, it's, you know, that is a, um, a nice thing to have. Particularly, be able to download books and music, things like well, that. Well, I mean, that's the thing when that when that jail calls case came down, and he was supportive of jail calls, like you know, uh, you know, being at cost to the people, like you know, all that. He said it saves taxpayer money, but you know, we know that those those jail calls are expensive. I know that personally because I was, uh, you know, I used to I used to pay for them, you know, when they were right. when they were calling. So it's not a cost to the inmates, cost to the people that are um, that the inmate are trying to contact. Uh, there's a whole, you know, there's a whole conversation that I was trying to have at least that the contact with people on the outside crucial is, yeah, it, there's a lot, there's, there's plenty of data that shows that it is absolutely necessary to, um, getting a, uh, to, to, you know, having a more rehabilitative experience in, in the house in, in while you're incarcerated. Okay. I used to have, I had a guest on here, um, Jerry Tillinghast's son, who Jerry Tillinghast was in prison for 33 years. His mm-hmm. son, you know, used to, he told me that his father raised him from jail. Yes. Um, and it was mostly with the phone. I remember that. Right? I met him. You met him. Yeah, Jared. yeah. Jared's a good guy. Yeah. Um, he's a good guy. It's amazing when you, when you talk to him, how well adjusted he ultimately is mm-hmm. considering that his father was in prison for his entire life. Um, yeah. And he did it with the phone. Um, so I do agree with you. I mean, that, that that's people could say it's anecdotal, but I, I don't go along with that. Yeah, it's anecdotal, but there's plenty of non-anecdotal evidence that it right. works. Right. That having contact with the outside world or having contact with your family supports is is better for you. Right. Um, 
So and better for your family. Yeah, and, right. and better for your family. So uh, yeah, I guess that that messaging didn't come out as much, and maybe it didn't jive with his overall what the what he was trying to put out there. Right. You know, because um, maybe some people are like, well, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Why did they get anything at all? I don't those iPads cost me. I don't have an iPad. I have a you know. I have I'm a, not getting a CDL. I have a flip phone. You know, yeah, I'm not getting. A, I can't go to. I can't take high school again. I can't do this. I can't do that. You right? know, I actually know of a woman. I actually heard this before. We, I know of a girl who went to state prison, and she got her cosmetology, cosmetology license mm-hmm. and haircutting, uh, you know, credentials. Yeah, and makes a lot of money now, and that's good for her. I'm um, in prison. I remember this woman saying to us, "Can you believe? I wanted to go to cosmetology school, and I wanted to go to hairdressing school. I couldn't afford it. She went to state prison. And she got all that, right? Yeah, yeah. I said, well, you know, you know how she got to state prison. It's not." Not really that hard, actually. Yeah, right. You yeah, can do you that. Can go, yeah, you can go <laughs> I, if you want. You'll have plenty of time to complete it. I think her, I think her tuition costs a little higher than yours. A proposal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's the other thing. Um, and I know what a lot of class. Uh, this is so. This was I went, when I go to college about ten, ten or so years ago. Right. Um, I had a course in corrections. Someone who was uh, the teacher, the corrections teacher, was on the parole board, and previously hadn't was on the parole board anymore. But he had said that. Uh, BU was footing the bill for a lot of the um, high school or uh, high school courses that were being offered, or, or college. I mean, prison. college courses that are being offered at the at the state prisons and right. all of that. So it doesn't cost the taxpayer a lot of money. But, but right, read the fine print. I mean, part of the tuition is fighting off for sodomy. So you you know really yeah, yeah. really you know yeah yeah you'd be happy to exchange money to avoid that experience. I yeah think, right? no exactly. So again, it's I, I think I think I think it was because Caro could have. You know, what it, What he basically had to admit was uh, there was some parts of my core messaging in my campaign that didn't actually match up with the facts of what is available, right? And, you know, he had to go on and admit that. I mean, broadly, he still believes he did the right thing by running and did the right, you know, he believes he's the better candidate. And I tried to get that out of him again, but he's steadfastly committed to not being negative, you know, because yeah. he said, Oh, it's my job now to build on the successes of Sheriff Hodgson. I said, you ran against specifically him not being successful. Right, so, right. But he's like, well, you know, listen, that's all over and blah, 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 which I think is the way to do it. Absolutely. You know, uh, um, so he has a different mission than you and I. He does. Right. Yeah, he does. And uh, and he wouldn't, you know, he, he wasn't going to be, uh, he wouldn't, he wasn't going to succumb to the uh, the temptation that I was, that I was offering, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um so anyway, uh, the other thing he had said, which I thought was really, really in, uh, interesting, was when he toured Astry. And, and what Darling told me was typically the schedule for people that are, um, that, uh, are in, in the houses of correction are you um, – uh, you uh, – no. But I, I thought you did. No. Okay. No. So, um, so typically the schedule for people that are in the houses of correction are they have breakfast – that are no, they had breakfast programming and classes, rec time, which is recreational time where they can watch TV, play cards, etc. Then they have lunch, more programming classes, then rec time, then dinner. Okay, and that obviously depends on the classification of the person, where they're housed, and all that other stuff. But that's typically the schedule okay. of of uh, of the of the people there. But um, at Astri and at Dartmouth, and apparently the the tablets are. Char- uh, they're they're given the, the inmates to use for the day, okay. and then they're charged uh, at night, and then returned to them in the morning, okay. so that they can continue to use it. And I, I thought it was cool, you know, downloading movies, books, stuff like that, sure. or you know, and all of that. I think that's pretty good. You know, I did have I did have clients that, 
would uh, actually re- research SJC precedent when they were um, during the time that they were being held. You know, so which I thought was really interesting. It probably helps. Because you don't have to move prisoners to the law library, things like that. Yeah. It probably helps to allow them to have that stuff in the cell, right, mm-hmm. the tablet. Because really the trouble is, can be anyway, when your inmates are out of the cell and moving around. Yeah. So right. if, you're allow- if you're allowed to just keep them mo- in one building and in one particular location with the tablet... It's probably it's, a lot easier. It's a lot easier for, for anybody to research stuff, too, like, right. you know, SJC precedent on this or, you know, whatever, or, you know, Massachusetts law regarding this. Right. So that, that does definitely happen. I, I don't know if that was the use of the tablet and all that. And, and uh, you know, Darling said a while, so I don't know if that was a year ago, two years ago, ten years ago, whatever, right. you know. Um, but uh, the other thing I thought was interesting, I think we'll talk a little bit more about that after the break, uh, after the break was that what, he, uh, what Hero had said was... He looked at the conditions at the House of Correct uh, at the House of Correction. Uh, um, I mean, the Ash Street Jail at the House of Correction, right. and saw that they weren't as like squalid. Oh, as had what had been reported. Amazing. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> there were rats running around. So, um, so he said uh, it was inmates weren't falling out of their bunks. His words. His words were. His words were. I was lied to by by the left wing activists who've been protesting the jail for no, decades. His words were very old. But not dirty right. were his words. So very old. I don't. Th- I think that means you know. It, he said he's not. It, he never. He never. He never committed to this, and he didn't uh, during the campaign. And we didn't. And even when I had him on for his first uh, appearance since he won, didn't commit to closing Ashtray. He never did. And he said he talked to Superintendent Souza about the possibility of closing the Ashtray Jail, and just for a little bit of history of people for the Ashtray Jail. And a lot of people obviously know it. You might drive by it every every day, mm-hmm. right? I used to. Um, the Ash Street Jail is basically uh, the oldest operating prison in the country. Yes, it's amazing. It was it was uh, the the original structure was built in 1888. Uh, that's there now. Not, not the original structure. The, the structure that's there now was built in 1888. Right. The original was under um, uh, John Quincy Adams. Yeah, was 19, the president. 1928. Actually, uh, when I had uh, Sheriff Hodgson on, when this is when I had my Saturday show. He said, "Well, instead of closing Ash Street, why don't we, uh, you know, rehab some of these schools that were around when Grover Cleveland was president?" And I said, "Well, that jail's been around since John Quincy Adams was right, president, right. Goes, and shouldn't we be proud that <laughs> that it was kept in such good, great condition after right. all those years?" It was Amazing. Really, it was really. funny, um, but uh, but uh, it was. It's uh, a lot of people say, including Hodgson's predecessor, twenty five years ago, David Nelson, that that. That prison, that jail should not be around. There are cases dating back to the 80s, 70s, that where judges have called that prison a, a menace that should be closed because of the conditions there. And there's probably been some improvements and all I, I that. I would say so, yeah. But by and large, the, the core structure of it, you cannot change in a, in, a, in a meaningful enough way to make that infrastructure, I think, dated. But what Haro did say was that it was suitable right. for inmate housing yeah he said at first glance so he's gonna you know he's he obviously he said he's gonna bring in some people that he's worked with including the guy at the philadelphia jails that he worked under to evaluate that facility and all the facilities to see what works and he said he's not saying it he shouldn't be closed but he said there's going to be logistical problems with closing it so marcus i think there's people in the city of new bedford who would like to see that facility perhaps used for something different yeah um that it's not a political opinion but maybe as you know, we've seen other j- jail facilities and big old buildings used turn into other things. Yeah. Hotels, 
housing. Uh, there's a lot of things that could that ability. Could, you know, the Charles Street Jail, which was very old, is now a hotel in Boston. Yeah. So I think there are people in the city government of New Bedford who would like to see that jail closed so that they could use it for something else. But for the meantime, it is it is able to hold, hold uh, inmates. And I think Paul Haru has made it made it very wise decision here, right? Yeah. He doesn't want to, he's, he's worried about overcrowding at Dartmouth. He's worried about overcrowding at Dartmouth. There's 96 people housed at the Astrid Jail. Okay. There's a, you know, I think total under the uh, uh, Bristol County House of Corrections purview, there's about 700 some odd inmates. But when he talked to the superintendent, uh, Stephen Souza, what he said was basically that the relocating those inmates uh, could create logistical problems, not just in overcrowding, but there are certain inmates for one reason or another need an individual cell. Yes. And in fact, there was an inmate that supported Hero's campaign who had talked to him and said he preferred Ash Street because it was an individual cell as opposed to a double bunk cell in Dartmouth. So I will tell you that I've had people who've been in, in both facilities mm-hmm. who have told me the same thing, that they'd right. rather be at Ash Street. Yeah. Because you get your own cell, and it, that way you don't have to. If, if you do need your own cell at Dartmouth, that means you go into protective custody. Right. And that changes the conditions quite a bit. It it certainly does. Um, it's it certainly does. So, so I, I th- what he what he said was he's going to open it up to a media availability uh, at some point after he gets sworn in. So he's going to have members of the media. I'm hoping to be one of them. I probably will be, provided I'm able to make it. Uh, tour the facility to get a you know get a good glimpse of what exactly is there, right? And, and have it um, be open. Uh, you know, so that everybody can can just take a look at it, because there's going to be. I mean, because the fact of the matter is, what Hero has been has has said about the Ash Street Jail is in direct conflict with the people that supported and helped him get elected. Correct. Correct. Yeah, the you know, social justice. They've been saying for years that the place was dirty and, and it was protesting outside of the prison. Right. And you know what? You know, it's not just them. I I. You know, when I was during the uh, COVID-19, the the height of the the pandemic, during the height of the pandemic, I remember doing those hearings. We had to do them remotely, like on at the very early stages, we were doing them like via phone uh, and they were being held in Attleboro for some reason. But we were doing them via phone and we had heard all kinds of horror stories, you know, that there was. And this was at the very height of the pandemic where tensions were very, very high. And so they said, oh, there's only, you know, the the condition that's too small. The units are too small. You can't socially distance. There's only one roll of uh, paper towels and one um, bottle of disinfectant that's available to the inmates. Right. That all that stuff is is, uh, you know, that that's that there's very few um, things that were there and that, that you know, basically all the, all those horror stories that you hear about the Astrid Jail. So there's a lot of that coming from, there's a lot of that, that that did come from the inside as well. And that could have just been, you know, we're, we're hearing stuff from inmates in order to, of course, we were, they were trying to get released. But, yeah, their job is to make the sound as draconian as possible so that they can get the hell out. Yeah. Sorry, it was my job and our job at the time. Right. <laughs> but, right. But, uh and I will say it didn't really work all that well. No, no because people understand. <laughs> but uh, it didn't really work all that well. But um, but uh, yeah. So I, I think that's uh, to to see how that's going to play out. I think is interesting because he didn't rule it out. He didn't say, "Hey, I'm not going to say we're not looking for reasons to you know we're not we shouldn't look at reasons to close Ashtree, but I've got to look at the logistical um, difficulties with it and all of that. And what I I think you know ultimately would need to happen is probably 
an expansion uh, of or to increase the capacity at Dartmouth in order for that to happen. Right. So, um, you know, again, with all the discussion that went on during the campaign, I thought that was I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, so, well, the question too, Marcus, is, and we we learned a lot, I think, from from the district attorney of Plymouth County, that they're putting a lot less people in jail these days in Plymouth County. Yeah. How few inmates at Plymouth County was shocking, right? He, he said. Uh, he said, um, "What do you say? Eighty-eight people, right? Which but, is which is actually fewer than just the people at the Ash Street Jail. It's amazing. Yeah, that's what. Uh, so now, that's, now that's there's what, four cities in Plymouth in Bristol that, County as opposed to one in Plymouth. That's what. Um, so that's what. By the way, just for clarification, that's what District Attorney um, Tim Cruz had said. The Plymouth County District Attorney who got reelected. Right. Yeah, right. that's what he had said. There's only eighty-eight people, and so. he used that as an example of saying we do a lot of alternative sentencing. So let's take a break, and we'll be right back." Hey, welcome back to the show. So, Marcus, um, what, what it all comes down to is both Haru and Tom Hodgson have shown their supporters why they supported them, right? Yeah. In other words, there's a lot more difference between the two of them. Not, not as much difference between the two of them as we wanted, as we thought there might be. Yeah. And that really, in the end, the people of the county are going to be served well with you, the choice they made. Well, here's what I think is interesting. Is that Hodgson has had said, it, and I got these comments from from uh, from his office, from a spokesperson, and uh, what he had said was, Haru's going to be an excellent sheriff." Correct. Now he could have just said, he, he could have just said, "We're helping along the transition right. of power. I respect the decision the people of the county made. Um, you know, I'm going to help him as much as possible." Right. But he's gone as far as to be complimentary of him, which I think says a lot. It does. It really says a lot about, um, look, it makes me relieved, really, quite frankly, yeah. right? Um, because it's a very important job. Yeah. And the fact that um, Paul Haru uh, is taking it as seriously as, as, it, as it is that he's won over Tom Hodgson. Yeah. I mean, look, to, he beat Tom Hodgson. And he's won him over. Yeah, right, exactly. That tells you that Tom Hodgson has come to the, He's not going to go out on a limb and say the guy's going to do an excellent job if he hasn't had co- been convinced that he's competent to do the job, right? Right, exactly. So what I'm saying is that Tom Hodgson, the man who has the most to not like, Paul Haru, yeah. has been is now convinced he's going to become an, he'd be an excellent sheriff. Right. That, Marcus, as you point out, that's a long way from saying, look, I think we're all right. It's it's his stamp of approval. Yes, which tells you that the one man who should or would have the most to, to be upset about the transition, who's lost the most, has been has been brought over to say yes. Paul Haru is going to be an excellent sheriff. Yeah, that should that puts me at ease. I think I think it puts I, it should it should put you at ease. Does it put you at ease though? I think it's <laughs> here's the thing. I, I told you Tom Hodge is very charismatic. Right. He brought him in. I think yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. No My new superintendent will be Tom Hodge. I you know what though? I <laughs> plot twist, right? Um no Meet the new boss, same so, as the old boss. So no, I think that um I said this during the campaign is that there is a technical because everybody's talking about extremes and and you know this guy is a communist and this guy is you know attila the hun and all of that and 
I I said this. I think there is with Hero when we talked to him. He's the mayor of a city, right? right? And when you are a municipal elected official, there has to be a level of technocratic, uh, like uh, of being technocratic, that you don't necessarily have to be if you're, let's say, a member of the legislature. Completely true. Especially Completely the true. federal legislature, you don't have to do anything and, at right, all. Right. You can just say, you know, whatever. You can just say whatever the whatever the party appe- line. In between appearances are. on Fox News and MSNBC, you can do whatever the hell you want. Basically, and 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 so there's a lot. And we had when we had Kim Driscoll in the studio. Remember, she's like, well, the people that you talk to, you know, the people that it's the get things done thing. There's no Republican or. or or, or Democratic pothole. And right. I, I think, so I said that, I think he's going to be a lot more technocratic than you think he will be, than you think he will be, right? You know, so uh, than he you thought he would be. he's responsible for human beings. Exactly. That's a very serious charge. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if, you know, it's, and I'm, I'm very, I'm very um, enthusiastic for his administration, um, given that he's gotten Tom Hodgson's approval, not just approval, endorsement. Yes. Isn't it amazing? Right, yeah. Marcus, we, we saw it. We saw it. This is Front a long, long transition. <laughs> yeah, right. Talk about a transition. Yeah, I know. And and, and and the thing is, is like, you know, I think anybody at he this... He called point, him an excellent sheriff. Yeah. He said he's going to be an excellent sheriff in the county. The, B, uh, the BCSO is in good hands. Right. That's quite a thing from what we heard a month ago or right. two months ago, right? That I think is really quite a thing. So, um, and for for Haru to come in and say it isn't as bad as they said, mm-hmm. or that I bought into because he could have just said nothing, or he could have said could have just said you know I didn't see anything that, 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 that changed my mind about my opinion beforehand, right? right. A million ways to have said it. Without, I mean, you, you know, th- but he said they're both honest guys. Yeah, they are. Right, and I think that. You know, there's obviously going to be change. He said that, too. He said he's got a mandate for change since he won the election. Yeah. Um, and I think, like like I said, maybe the individual t- TVs are going to come back, right? Or maybe there's going to be playing cards more available. Or maybe right. there's going to be weights back, right? Maybe those things are going to come back. Um, he didn't commit to it yet, but, I, I, you know, you get the impression that some of those changes are probably a bit more on the progressive side mm-hmm. and that he's going to probably make those changes. He also, you know, had talked about some of the usage, you know, he said if – because there was a lot of talk about whether or not the dogs were deployed in a way that was – constitutionally permissible or they were muzzled weren't they not all of them no uh in the in the may 1st incident not all of them according to the report according to the report we by still home, right by morley we <laughs> still don't have that video by the way we're, we why should... won't you release it good question uh you know so i asked i remember we were here and i got the email from her office while we were on air right and they basically said that they weren't able to because it was voluntarily handed over and that the Bristol County Sheriff's Office is a custodian of the video and they can release it. Maybe Hero can release it. It'd be great. Let's ask him. I'd love to see it. All right, let's uh, let's take a break and then we'll be right back. 1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. Introducing strength of America, our values. Our way of life hasn't just been won on the battlefield. It's won every day in our communities when we come together, extending hands of compassion, service, and hope to those who need it most. For over 100 years, the American Legion has been strengthening communities across our nation by providing life-saving help and support to our veterans and neighbors during times like we're facing today. It's what the Legion's all about. From blood drives 
to distributing food, from responding to emergencies and protecting the most vulnerable among us. Our mission is making America's community stronger. We are one family, and therefore, we care. We are the American Legion, veterans strengthening America. To learn how you can help, visit legion.org. feels like the world has stopped. Good finds a way. Good is happening, even now. Good connects us, even when we can't get close. Good never stops, and neither does Children International. With support from caring friends, we help provide children and families with the critical essentials they need. Essentials like food assistance, hygiene education, medical help, and financial support. To learn more, go to children.org slash help today. Together, we can help end poverty for good. Need to replace your Social Security card? In most states, you can request one online with a My Social Security account. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can also get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. Tax. Why? Why do we ignore the things that give us pause, that seem out of place, that don't feel right? The answer to why defines who we are. So if you see something, why do you say something? I see safe for my friends. For my community. For my family. For each other. Because all of this matters. We all have something worth protecting. So why do you see safe? Report suspicious activity to local authorities. If you see something, say something. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Hey, welcome back. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. Yes, I was listening to this gentleman said that there was 88 prisoners in Plymouth County. Yeah, the, the, D, the DA of Plymouth County said that. Okay, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Does that mean, does that, mean that, in fact, that there's crime and no punishment, or well, is the well, crime rate just plummeted well, he, down? What he, was putting, what he was putting forward was that there were fewer crimes happening, and he said that was part of the efficacy of his job as the prosecutor and some of the work that he's done outside of his prosecutorial uh, sphere to do some more community engagement stuff like his uh, opioid task force that he started with the sheriff, McDonald, in Plymouth County. That was his whole argument. Right, and the fact that he said, look, there is alternative sentencing. Yeah, we're not sending them all the right to jail. Yeah, and um, and you got you got to remember too that compared to Plymouth, to Plymouth County to Bristol County, it's a big difference. Yeah, I, I remember the yeah. year with the COVID, there was like an opportunity, an amnesty almost that was given given out to uh, people who nonviolent crimes. I, 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 I got to tell you, it was. I got to tell you, it was really difficult to get a lot, even even nonviolent ones, because if you were even if you committed a nonviolent crime and you were deemed as somebody who was like a flight risk, so to speak, that you maybe had too many defaults on your record. You weren't getting out, so it was it was oh, a lot. No, I got a few people out, but I didn't get I didn't get all of my clients out. If you got if you got twenty uh, defaults or whatever, 
obviously a bad character. But the thing is, what I'm getting at is, Hero going to copy this guy in some way? Does he, he have a he, target number that he, he wants to reduce to? He, I because mean, I find I find it's either eliminating jobs within the correction system, or it's creating jobs in terms of um, doctors, nurses, etc., with a different kind of a care. Um, I'm just wondering if they're going to close down part of the facility. And no, I think it's, it's the opposite. I think it's close some of his pods. I, I think I think the ultimate goal. What you know? What I, what's interesting is I had uh, Donna Buckley on. She's the new sheriff on the Cape, and she said the sheriff's job is to essentially ensure that the people that are under their purview, under their, in their custody, have the best chance at not coming back as possible. So a reduction in prison population would be a policy, a, uh, definitely a policy goal, and would be a success of Haru's administration if that happened. But but I just I just think Marcus it's important that we everyone keeps in mind that, that the sheriff can't release people. The, the, number one, yeah. right? They also the, the reality of it is that there's no cities on the Cape. Plymouth County only has one city. Bristol yeah. County has four. Yes. Four cities. Four cities. Todden, Fall River, Attleboro and New Bedford. Two of them are about 100,000 people, right. you know. And and just the and, and just the reality of it is that you have more crime in the cities. Yeah. And not only that Bristol County also borders Basically, Providence, Warwick, etc. Right, you know. Right. So there's that to consider as well. Plymouth County is a lot more, um, I would say, I would class rural. rural. It yeah. is rural. It's it's a rural County. Rochester's Plymouth County. Yes. Hey, hey thanks for the call. We got, uh, appreciate it. We got to take this other one. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Yes. Good evening, here, Marcus. Hey, Big hey, Al. Big Al. Hey, Chris. Great to hear your voice, there, buddy. Merry Christmas, Big Al. Yes, and a happy New Year to both of you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Now, and I have a perfect uh, suggestion for the people in the city council as far as to generate money for the city of New Bedford. Okay. I have I have two ideas that I'm going to run by both of you. And okay. Tell me if, if that doesn't sound logical. All right. One, a monster jam at the Sergeant Field. That's a big enough place to put it for a monster jam, number one. Now, what's a monster jam specifically? Uh, to do with monster trucks. Oh, all right. And believe me, I've seen a monster truck actually fly in the air about 35, 40 feet in the air and then land on, uh, back on all fours. Awesome. Yeah. You think you could do oh, that yeah, at Walsh Field? It, it's, it's really amazing. They've been at uh, Gillette Stadium, and uh, I've got to admit, it's impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah, don't they come now, and put all the all the dirt in and everything like that for for the for the show? But you think they could do it at Walsh Field? They could do it there. Okay. That that's that's a big enough area because Paul Walsh Field, the baseball field, is connected to that piece of property. And that's a very good sized piece of property right there. So, so a monster truck. That's that that's a number that's number one. All right. Now, number two, the new Bedford uh high gymnasium. Okay. Taking uh sponsor a uh snooker tournament. That's the European game for pool. Okay. On a okay. big table. Now, when I say a big table, gentlemen, we're talking 12 feet long, 6 feet wide. But you're the only guy with arms long enough to play that game. 
no. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. I love you dearly. Thank you, sir. No, that place is that thing is bigger than me. No, I, <laughs> which is a oh, which is yeah, a big accomplishment. Little, huh? That's a big accomplishment to be bigger than Big Al. Yeah, uh, I'm going to tell you. I I played a game of pool, but on a lot smaller table than that. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> And I have my cue stick right next to me that I could play. But I'm a little rusty. But it wouldn't take me much to get rid of that rust. You know who was a good pool player? Vito, Vito Spadafore. player when I played in the league. Vito Spadafore. He was a hell of a pool player. I'm Remember, sorry? No, I was just saying Vito Spadafore. He was a hell of a pool player. Well, it's great to talk to you. All Chris. right, thanks, Big Al. Oh, Vito. <laughs> and uh, think about my two ideas. We will. We will, Big Al. Thanks. We know some of the city council are probably listening. So from, right, the, from your lips to their ears. I think that would be a great way to, to, to drive up tourism and all that. You no know? pun intended. Kind of kind of be like the, well, it's like, you know, the Vineyard has the shark tournament, you know, or, or for right. Gowie or something like that. We, right. could have, we could have a monster. Tour. Monster trucks. Yeah. I, I think, think it's a great idea. idea. And snooker. Thanks, Big Al. Thanks, Big Al. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks, buddy. Merry Christmas. The gentleman who called before who mentioned about the Plymouth County uh, House Correction. Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you. He gave us a very nice compliment he, earlier today on yeah, the Tim Weisberg in, show. Yeah, he called in on Tim's show. He said nice things about the show that we have, the guests that we have, and um, said that they need to be beating the drum. They <laughs> right. do a great job promoting the show. They do, they the do show. a good job. Yeah, but yeah, I appreciate yeah, yeah. that gentleman recognizing yeah. it, and, 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 and uh, I, do, I appreciate his nice comments. I do, t- yeah, and I think actually during everybody's show, during every hour of everybody's show during the day. call up. Everybody should call up and say, hey, you know, that South Coast tonight is so great. Right, 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 right. Tim's just going to be sitting there from 9 to noon. Stop it. No, I so know. Marcus, what are we going to talk about in the next hour? I think it's. I think we're going to shift gears a little bit here. Maybe. Maybe. You'll have to see. But what are you going to do? What do you want? The title? Yeah, let's talk about Title 42. Illegal immigration. Let's talk about Title 42. And if you want to join in the conversation on Title 42, we know, understand that this is kind of a charged issue. Um, we, you can at 508-996-0500. Uh, it's something, you know, obviously that's going to be a big thing. There's a lot of implications, the Supreme Court and all that other stuff. So. I noticed that CNN is now live at the border. That yes. tells you it's a big issue. Yeah, yeah. Fox News had the, had the, had the entire issue to themselves for, for about a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and now CNN is at the border with all the illegal immigrants. So it's very interesting. Well, we don't know that all of them are illegal immigrants, right? Um, I would say that if you're not using a traditional port of entry, you're probably an illegal alien. But we'll find out. Yeah, because of, of the Title 42 now. Right. That could be the case because of Title 42, basically. So uh, it has major implications. I don't understand how the Supreme Court can come to the decision that they did. but As much as I agree with the decision, I don't agree with the way they came to it, quite frankly. We'll see. If I were the Biden administration, like, no, 